This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 223 of Horse Tip Daily, a different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is sponsored by Kentucky Performance Products. You can visit them at kppusa.com. Hi, Glenn the Geek back with you from Lexington, Kentucky, and welcome back to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip uh, comes from our continuing series that Chris is doing on the Jumping Radio Show on insurance with Amy Dom from Broadstone Insurance. As we've said here, she's done a couple of tips in the past couple of weeks, and we thought insurance was an area that that everybody would like to learn about a little more. It's one of those things that you know you need, but you never take the time to figure out. So we're trying to help you do that right here on Horse Tip Daily as well. Broadstone Insurance is one of the leading equine insurance providers in the U.S., and Amy is the COO and has been around the equine insurance world for a long time. This tip is taken off of Episode 16 of the Jumping Radio Show, and that can be found at JumpingRadio.com. And we're going to get to that tip uh, with Amy and Chris Stafford from the Jumping Radio Show right after this word from Kentucky Performance Products. Hi, Glenn the Geek here. Choose Kentucky Performance Products supplements because the horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. This week, I want to speak with you about Elevate Maintenance Powder. Horses consuming limited grass due to a busy competition schedule or because of diet restrictions may not be getting enough natural vitamin E. Horses in rigorous training, seniors, broodmares, and stallions often require additional levels of vitamin E to meet their needs. When you need a supplement with natural vitamin E, choose Elevate Maintenance Powder. Affordable, effective, and research-proven, Elevate Maintenance Powder's vitamin E is nature's most powerful antioxidant, protecting your horse on the cellular level. Elevate Maintenance Powder supports the strong immune system and healthy muscle function necessary for top performance. It's affordable and easy to feed, and you can learn more about this and all their products at kppusa.com. That's Kentucky Performance Products at kppusa.com. Well, we have Amy back again this week with another useful equine insurance tip. Amy, I found these very helpful, these last two. And and I think this week you're going to give us a little bit more of the overview of what to look for with shopping. Because it can be a little bit minefield when you're out there looking shopping for equine insurance. And it can be a little bit overwhelming. I think insurance generally is. And, and when you're thinking about your horse and can I afford it and what do I need, what, what are the key things, Amy, we should be looking for? I think uh, standardized mortality policies are very similar. So, you know, when you talk to an insurance agent and you ask about the life insurance portion of the coverage, the basic mortality policy, um, you're going to find with most companies that the wording is very similar, the coverage is very similar. Um, it's pretty standardized. You don't have a lot of variation to worry about. What's going to be different from company to company, of course, it's going to be rates. They'll be slightly different depending on the use of the horse, that sort of thing. But it's pretty standard. Um, the one thing to keep in mind in mortality coverage is some companies do offer some free colic surgery coverage as part of their mortality policy as long as the horse doesn't have a colic history, but not all companies do. So that's definitely something to, to check into. And the amount of coverage that's offered by per company is slightly different too if they even do offer it. So that's a one of the basic differences on the mortality side. But it's pretty it's pretty standardized. The major medical surgical over the years has been the coverage that has has changed the most. Partially because 
you know, treatments emerge um, throughout the years, new diseases come up, things become more standardized in the veterinary um, industry. So there are alterations made. Each company sort of starts varying their coverage every few years, that sort of thing. So you really do see, you see a lot of standardization and the types of exclusions for things that aren't covered. Um, but for the things that are covered, a lot of times you'll see some basic differences that in the end, at the end of the day can, can cost you quite a bit of money. So um, probably a good idea to chat on a few things if you're shopping um, that you might want to check with your, the agent that you're talking to to see um, what level of coverage applies. The first thing that's probably one of the most important is diagnostics. And as we probably all have experienced, if you've ever had a lameness or your horse is having some weird symptoms that aren't easy to um, to determine, you're going to, to start out hopefully basically with maybe an x-ray, an ultrasound, um, not hugely expensive, not very difficult to do. Um, and hopefully that'll determine the problem, not a big deal, and off you go. If it doesn't, a lot of vets now have access to um, the use of an MRI, a bone scan, that type of thing, which can get very costly. Um, they can also be extremely helpful in determining what's going on. And the more quickly you can diagnose the problem, um, the, better op- the better opportunity you have to treat it and, and have a good outcome. So, um, you know, having access to, to those modalities of, of diagnostics is great, um, but you're looking at literally $1,500 to $2,000 uh, necessarily to, to have one of those done. So um, you want to check with the company that you're looking at, you know, what is their coverage with diagnostics. Every company really does vary. Um, some will cover any diagnostic at 100%. Um, some will cover certain diagnostics at a certain percentage and certain others in full. It, it, it depends. Some will uh, apply a sort of a coinsurance where they split it. So maybe they pay 70%, you pay 30%. Um, it really, really, truly is is uh, probably the biggest variable amongst companies. And when you're looking at high-dollar diagnostics, that can get kind of expensive. So um, so you want to know, you know, before before you're in one of those situations, you know, how they handle that sort of um, that sort of part of the coverage. Another thing that you want to check into is um, how they handle various treatments. And again, this is varies widely from company to company, but especially with performance horses, probably uh, the most likely thing you're going to be dealing with is some sort of lameness. Um, and, you know, so once you've diagnosed it, how are they going to look at various treatment options? Um, and things that you want to check with specifically, um, you know, shockwave therapy is very common. Um, you know, you're seeing emerging therapies like um, IRAP therapy, um, stem cell therapy. Um, you're seeing some vets use a drug called Tildren, which is technically um, not yet even FDA approved, but some veterinarians have access to it. Um, you know, those sorts of things that, you know, if you've got the average backyard horse or pleasure horse or low-level um, competition horse, maybe you're not even going to consider. You're just going to rest the horse and, and let you know this, this sort of soft tissue injury, um, you know, heal itself. But for a lot of us, if we have access to vets that do these sorts of treatments, um, it's nice to be able to, to utilize them and know that you've got some coverage at least for them. So um, those are definitely something that you want to check um, with the company, see how they handle um, those different things. And again, you're going to run into different different variations on the theme. Some will cover. All of it, some will apply dollar amounts to various 
uh, treatments. Some will come for some treatments and not others. So, um, you know, it can become to the point that you want to hit yourself in the head with a with a pencil and be like, make this stop. It's just too confusing. So, um, <laughs> it, and, you know, we've actually had people that make spreadsheets. Um, I give them credit, you know, that will call, you know, three or four different agents that work with different companies and try to keep track of, of all of it. And I think you should, uh, eventually they just, they just sort of throw their hands up and, and go, I can't, I can't keep track of all of this. But um, those are definitely two big, two of the bigger items that you'll want to um, keep in mind. And then just general things that aren't covered that I think are sometimes um, confusing to people. Um, for example, um, joint injections are typically an exclusion on pretty much all major medical surgical coverages. So um, whether as maintenance and typically even as treatment, um, you're generally not going to have those sorts of things covered. Maintenance in general, uh, preventative stuff, um, supplements, that sort of thing, that's not the intention of a major medical surgical coverage to, you know, to apply to. So that's something to keep in mind as far as a basic exclusion. And and typically things like integrative therapies, which I'm a huge fan of, but if you're using massage therapy or acupuncture or um, chiropractic, typically that's not going to be covered. Um, if you are looking at performance-enhancing sorts of things, um, for example, a lot of times with performance horses, we'll see um, if the horse is a roar, roarer. I hate that word. It makes me sound like I can't talk. Um, <laughs> if your horse has a breathing issue um, and if it, if it's just a sort of an, an irritation and not affecting the horse's um, health, then they're not going. If you decide to do like a tie back surgery, which is very typical, um, that generally is not going to be covered. Now, if the roaring becomes an actual health issue and it's actually a, you know a problem for the horse under normal circumstances and is impeding um, breathing, that's a different set of circumstances. So um, that's something to keep in mind. And of course, like cosmetic surgery is not going to be covered. And um, and typical things like the call charge that applies just to show up on the property or transportation charges. If you have to pay to get your horse to a clinic, for example, say you don't own a trailer and you have to pay somebody um, to get the horse back and forth, um, would not be included. And those are pretty typical exclusions across the board. So the thing about major medical, it's not necessarily going to cover every last veterinary bill you ever have. Um, it is certainly expected, though, for the most part, to take the sting out of the you know the big things that go wrong, the lamenesses, the illnesses, colic surgery. Um, you know, horse gets kicked out in the pasture. Next thing you know, you're like, hmm, it just seems like a little bit of a of a swelling in the hock. And now, next thing you know, you've got an infection and drains. And oh my gosh, five thousand dollars later. Um, you know, eye injuries, which sometimes seem like not that big of a deal initially, um, and you know, can turn into something quite expensive. It's amazing. I think people assume that colic surgery is the only thing they're ever going to have to worry about uh, when it comes to a high-dollar vet bill, and that is definitely your biggest, probably most common. Um, but it is amazing some of the claims that come across my desk. Where I first of all just think, how did they do that to themselves, um, and uh, and can just run up bills so so quickly. Um, but the good news is most of these horses walk away um, in a few months and are back on track and, and doing great. And part of the reason that is is because their owners had the ability to give them the best care possible um, because they had the insurance to, to help them do that. So um, at the end of the day, like I said, if, if you never need it, that's great. If you need it, it's also it's sort of a, a, a win-win proposition as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it certainly sounds that way. So just to clarify then, chiropractic, which is becoming increasingly popular, especially amongst mm-hmm. performance horses, Amy, that's not generally covered then? 
No, it's not. I mean, and again, every company varies, but I don't know offhand of any that include integrated types of therapies like chiropractic, acupuncture, and massage as part of the treatment regimen that's covered under a policy. Um, like I said, I myself am a huge fan for both myself and any of my animals, but um, the law, like the health insurance world, not all of uh, the horse insurance world has caught up to <laughs> to uh, looking at those as part of the, the coverage uh, formats. Well, that's good to know, Amy. Thanks for, you know, un- unraveling the mysteries of, of all the options we have here. And I appreciate you joining us. It's been great help. And I know certainly uh, educational because it, it it does appear to be a minefield. And I think you've unraveled it all for us. So uh, thanks again for so. joining us. Pre- appreciate My it. Pleasure. Now, just remind everybody that Amy is with Broadstone Equine Insurance in Middleburg, Virginia. Uh, Probably a very hot and humid Middleburg by this time of the year, isn't it, Amy? It was certainly last week. We're actually having a beautiful, uh, less humid week this week, but it's an amazing part of the country. And talk about um, the heart of of horse country when it comes to uh, performance horses. Uh, You can't ask for a better place to live, that's for sure. No, it is certainly a beautiful part of the world. Well, thanks again for spending time with us and uh, unraveling these mysteries about equine insurance, Amy. And we look forward to catching up with you next time. Sounds great. Thanks so much. Well, we thank Amy and Chris for being on the show here and for letting us borrow their tips from the Jumping Radio Show. As I said, that was taken off of Episode 16 of the Jumping Radio Show at JumpingRadio.com. Well, we have an email for you today. This email is from a listener by the name of Ruthie. She says, Hi, Glenn. After listening to the pine tar tip, I wanted to tell you that at my barn, we use rubbing alcohol to get the pine tar off of our hands. We had a tip a couple days ago about pine tar, and I did ask the, uh, I asked Betsy, the expert on that day, how you get the pine tar when it gets on your hands. And we had a couple people write in and say, use rubbing alcohol. So we appreciate everybody doing that. And thanks to Ruthie for listening and for dropping us that email. And of course, you can email me at Glenn with two N's at horseradionetwork.com. Don't forget all the other great shows on the network. All the ones from last week are now up. You can visit that, find them all at horseradionetwork.com. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, Stay safe, everyone.